Welcome to the Totally Transformed Podcast. This is Lance Borden, and I'm here with Dr. Connie Borden, as always. And I uh, hope you enjoyed our series on principles we live by, because this week we are on to a new subject. It has a lot to do with the fact that in, in less than three months, uh, we will be doing another Freedom Friday on August 24th, 2018, in Plano, Texas, at the Hope Center, and uh, we are really excited about it. Tickets are available now. If you go to totallytransformed.eventbrite.com, you can uh, reserve your seat there. It's an all-day event, just like our last Freedom Friday, where lunch is provided and uh, breakfast items are provided as well. Um, But most importantly, it's a time to engage with the presence of the Lord and address any area of your life that may need healing and may need freedom. And so we wanted to walk through today some of the principles that we cover in that seminar as sort of an appetizer or a prelude to it uh, and invite you to come. You know, we recognize that it is in Plano, Texas, so if you don't live in the DFW area, you might have to travel a little bit, but we think it would be worth your while even if you do have to travel. But certainly if you live in Dallas-Fort Worth, it is right at the intersection of George Bush and Custer Road, again in Plano, at the beautiful Hope Center. We had such a great experience there last time. Uh, just places to just sit and reflect and pray and seek the Lord be outside of the room where we meet, even. And, uh, and so we'd love for you to come, and it's on August 24th. But today, we were going to walk through a few of those principles just to kind of whet your appetite for what we'll be covering on August 24th. I just want to say one other thing about what you're saying. If you've been to one, if we're speaking to someone that's been to one, we can talk about it, but you've experienced it. So be our marketers, you know, and I was talking to Lance on the break that uh, it has become clear to us, not because the principles are so great, but I think the comprehensiveness of it and then the way the enemy works through wounding and the things that we talk about, that you can have a treatment of a seminar more than once. You can read the book more than once. It takes several uh, sessions sometimes of therapy for it to come together. And now people can have the book and do the seminar if they can't get into therapy with a pretty comprehensive overview. And so um, don't feel like if you've come before and for sure if you've never been, that you shouldn't come. Don't feel like if you have the book, you shouldn't come. Because one of the things Lance uh, didn't say yet is that there's not only teaching, but there the day it has an ending of, or beginning and ending of worship and also individual ministry and group ministry. So it's not that you're going to have to share anything in confidence, but if you want to, to be prayed for, we have an anointed team of people that share their experiences of being free and how they got free as, as well as some of the principles of the book. So I agree with you. I think it's well worth your time, particularly if you're dealing with some of the things we're saying. Well, our slogan for uh, Totally Transformed Ministries is get free, be free, stay free. Yeah. And we really want to tell you that if you'll come, we believe that can happen. Yeah. That you can get free. You, you will therefore be free, and we're also equipping you with tools to stay free. And it might happen at any stage of that. It might be wetting your appetite with something you didn't know. Without knowledge, my people perish. It might be healing, because we do do um, think of a wound that you have and lies that you're believing. We are specific. It might be, it can, might completely set you free. 
Um, at any rate, it will not be um, ineffective or ineffect- ineffective is the word to help you along the journey because we believed you're saved from eternal damnation, but you're saved to living a victorious Christian life that's significant and you're bearing fruit in the 21st century. Right. So um, I think from the experience we've had and what I've had in the practice so far, um, it's well worth it. Um, as far as going back to the elementary principles, I'd like to talk to people today about uh, what the word says that righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, that's the kingdom of God. And on the back of my book, I've got I'm saved, so what's wrong with me? So I'm going to make it a little bit more general. I've really never done this in a show. I try to make sure that the Holy Spirit's leading with kind of a new word, even if the principles have been written about or talked about. And this is what I'd like to say to you. Are you feeling righteous if you're saved? Do you have peace? And do you have joy? And that does not mean that you're not going through a sad time or a trial or tribulation or a persecution like we talked about on the last podcast or even discipline by the Lord in a lifetime process of sanctification. Some of those things don't feel so good at the time. But can you come back to that place of, um, you know, no matter what, if I don't have anxiety and I pray about everything with thanksgiving, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep my heart and mind, which is Philippians 4. Can you come back to the joy of the Lord is my strength, not people, events, circumstances, and other things that maybe feel successful in America? Because we're not trying to just be successful. We're not, we certainly don't want to just be survive. As we cover at the seminar, we want to be significant. Everyone that I'm talking to in the sound of my voice was ordained in their mother's womb to be significant for the kingdom of God, to be saved and to be productive for the eternity and to live forever with Jesus and all the apostles and saints in the Bible and your loved ones. Amen. Whether you know that or not, that's God's plan. He created you and formed you in your mother's womb. That's Psalm 139. So, the suicide rate is the highest for this reason uh, among particularly older teenagers because they don't have any purpose. Right. It's not being conveyed to them in the homes, church, and school. Go ahead. Right. Frankly, if, uh, unfortunately, lots of times, if they're not being entertained, yeah. then they're bored, right? Yeah. Because they, because they don't have purpose. Yeah. And then what we're presenting at the, print, at the seminar, which I'm clear about, because of not having the right input, they're wounded. And then they're looking for things to be, Satan's offering them, counterfeit offers to fill the wound, to feel happy, high, right, drunk, uh, elated with, you know, promiscuous sex, whatever, which is only getting them in more bondage. So the first principle that I would like to go back, if we're talking about basics, which is really in the introduction of my book, comes from a Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you, the priestly nation, have rejected knowledge. I will also reject you that you shall be no priest to me. Seeing you have forgotten the law of your God, I'll also forget your children. And um, we believe that there is an elementary principle of being in the word and being in relationship with the Lord on a regular basis. No legalism, no condemnation. We're not defining that. And we're also, we also believe that, as Matthew 13 says, that if your heart is hard, 
because of wounding, because you put up walls, because you've been so hurt, or you're walking in chronic sin without repentance. Matthew 13 says that's a hard heart, that the word will not penetrate. You know, it's so funny. We say, you know, no legalism, no condemnation about spending time with the Lord. But really, it's just a one plus one equals two type yeah. thing, right? Right. For example, in a marriage, yeah. if you don't spend any time with your husband or wife, right. or if you never go out on a date, or if you don't talk and communicate on a regular basis, you're not going to have a good marriage. Right. And it may come to a bitter end right. as well, right? Right. If you're not maintaining it and managing it and uh, seeking not just to have fun all the time, but to do the things that are required to maintain it. The same thing goes with the Lord. It's not a legalism thing. It's not a condemnation thing. It's just that if we choose not to spend time with him on a regular basis, we're not going to have a good and solid interactive relationship with him right. filled with his love and his blessing and his peace and his joy and his righteousness, like you were saying a minute ago. Right, and we, we teach how and why that is at the seminar. It's taught in the book. How and why it is is because your mind may be inundated with things that aren't of the word because you don't know the word or you're not practicing the word or meditating on the word. And you might be doing that like we just said because you're distracted, because you're wounded. So we teach how to get your wounds healed, how to be delivered from that deception and how to maintain that, how to be delivered from strongholds, which we'll talk about as we go forward, and how to stay free. So uh, likewise, according, you know, in um, summary or in support of Hosea 46, 2 Peter 1, 4, and 5 says this. It exhorts us to add to our faith. So if I'm talking to Christians that are men and women of faith, in other words, you're given a measure of faith when you're saved, then in order to escape the corruption of Satan in this world, this is what it says in 2 Peter 1, 4, and 5. By means of these, he has bestowed upon on us his precious and exceedingly great promises, so that through them you may escape by flight from the moral decay, rottenness, and corruption that is in the world because of covetousness, lust, and greed, and become sharers, partakers of the divine nature. For this very reason, adding your diligence to the divine promises, employ every effort and exercising your faith to develop virtue, excellence, resolution, Christian energy, and in exercising virtue, knowledge. And then it goes on to self-control and patience. So if we don't do that, we're not going to escape the corruption, even if you're a Christian. It's like if you don't eat physically, you're going to get sick and die. If you don't eat spiritually, you're going to get sick and die. And what I mean by legalism is I'm not trying to say to somebody that is listening to us that hasn't been in the Word today that you're going to be condemned to hell. I'm just saying there are sometimes seasons when you can't do that, but it can't be chronic all the time if you want to be a soldier of the cross. Because every day when you get up and your feet hit the ground, you're in a spiritual battle. And in the book, we go, in the seminar, we go over five hours of victory to your thought life. You can talk about spiritual battle. We liken it with that handout because if, you don't, if you're not equipped and you're over in a war-torn country with weapons, you're going to get wounded and you may be killed. Right. Satan wants to uh, deceive you of that truth. So talking about elementary principles, we have a phrase, delivered to be healed to be delivered. So the first thing we emphasize is deliverance of two the elementary things we need to do to stay strong, to know the will of God, to have faith, 
because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And some people don't know it. You know, they were taught in Sunday school that if you memorize the word, you get a candy bar. They were never taught in Sunday school that the reason you know the word is because the word is Jesus, John 1, 1. The word was God. The word was with God. In 14, John 1, 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. They don't, they're not taught that Jesus used the word, though he was the word, when Satan tempted him in the wilderness in Matthew. And they're not taught that they're in the same battle. And if they don't have that ready word as a weapon, they don't have a weapon. I think a lots of times we're in denial. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, you can walk through a firefight of people shooting at each other with your hands in your ears going, la, 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 I'm not in a firefight, but you're yeah. still probably going to get shot, right? Yeah. So that's kind of, I think, sometimes how we live. We want to we wanna believe, oh, there's not really a real Satan out there that hates my guts that wants to kill me. Yeah. We'd rather not think about that because it's not a pleasant thought, right? Correct. But the fact remains that there is, yeah. and he does hate you, yeah. and he does want to take you out. And yeah. so if you're not prepared, you might get taken out. And worse than that, there are some religious organizations and potentially even churches that not only don't emphasize this, they teach, they also teach that we don't have um, Satan. Some teach, teach we don't have hell. I mean, so you've got to be, uh, you can't rely on just your Sunday morning service. I don't believe in the 21st century because I think Satan's pulling out all the stops. And this is not a threat. It's an exhortation. In fact, Paul had the same exhortation in Colossians 1, 9, and 10 to the church at Colossae. Uh, uh, is it Colossae? Colossae? I think Colossi. maybe how I've Anyway, it was a church. It just like we have churches that says, For this reason, since the day we heard about it, we have not stopped praying for you asking specifically that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom with insight into his purposes and an understanding of spiritual things so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, displaying admirable character, moral courage, personal integrity to the full to fully please him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing in the knowledge of God with deeper faith, clearer insight, and fervent love for his precepts. Mm. I mean, I guess what always amazes me when I read the word is in some ways there's nothing new under the sun in right. the sense of we're always exhorting ourselves and other people to good works as Paul and the apostles and religious leaders did in the early church. Because right. why? Same Satan until he's chained up forever and, at the end of time. Yeah, right? interestingly, in their time when that was written, yeah. their battle to fight was that they were very small, yes. and their and the message that Jesus had preached was just beginning to spread, right? right? And so they were fighting an uphill battle, if you will, to spread the gospel to the world. Right. Our battle is a little bit opposite of that, where now, in in many ways, the gospel has been preached to most places. Although I know there's there's unreached people groups yeah. and all that kind of thing, but with technology, like we were saying on a recent podcast, it has gone around the world and it is available, and yet people are choosing to ignore it, right? And but the same Satan still exists either way. Right. He's either trying to veil people's minds from ever hearing it, or he's trying to veil people's minds from ever hearing it. Same right. thing, right? Right. Maybe just different circumstances. So we can, I think, we can take heart knowing yes. that when we read the Bible, Paul was talking to the church then, but he's talking to the church now, which yeah. is us. And also a principle that we've said since we just finished a series on principle: Satan works in extremes. He doesn't care whether you take the grace of God for granted and feel like you can do anything you want to to sin and you're a Christian 
or he doesn't care if you can't take the grace of God into account and feel forgiven. Either way, he's got you. Right. And that's what how he works, you know. Uh, the second principle we're going to cover in the seminar is how to be healed in your soul. And this is really um, also a deliverance or a deliverance to truth and understanding because it's my contention and my experience now with ministering that people don't even consider they have a soul or if they do what it is and in the in our principles we say that we're triune we are spirit we live in a body we have a soul genesis says we were created after their image meaning the father son holy spirit they had three in one one in three everybody knows they have a spirit if they're saved you gave your heart to the lord his spirit uh, communes with your spirit everybody knows they have a body because they look at themselves in the mirror but the soul is not clearly defined though uh, David and other verses like David in Psalm 42 5 says uh, why are you cast down O my soul why should you moan over and be disquieted within me hope in God and wait expectantly for him so I shall yet praise him my help and my God why are you cast down O my soul or first Thessalonians 5 23 says may your spirit soul and body be kept blameless to the coming of the Lord. Third John 2, we prosper and we're in health as our soul prospers. So the soul is in the Bible. I think what we offer in these seminars and as an elementary principle is we believe the mind has three functions. It can think, it can imagine, it can remember. Whatever you set your will to think, imagine, and remember will affect your emotions. And this is where the enemy is working through the soul to affect and pollute and break the heart out of the heart comes the issues of life so if you're thinking imagining and remembering a bad wounded memory because you were rejected and abused there's got to be a way to heal that if you're thinking imagining and remembering lies about who you are because either you don't know the word like we just talked about or someone spoke a lie to you and you go over and over it in your mind and you can't answer it with the truth um, that's what we're teaching. We're teaching about how to know that you have these areas. As a licensed psychologist, I know that when you have a trauma, it's recorded on your limbic system. The trauma, the event, the feeling, the smell. Uh, something can happen in the present and you can go right back there. And people that are abused know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. So we want to minister the principles of healing there. We want to present people that are anointed to pray for you for that healing. Sometimes there can be a group healing, but you have to, again, know my people perish without knowledge. Well, what are we, what are we talking about? We're talking about renewing your mind. That's why this ministry is called Totally Transform, because Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So at the seminar, we believe there's two streams, we call it. Cognitive restructuring is a psychological term. All it means is that you restructure what you think. We believe, according to what we just read, the word is sharper than any two-edged sword separating the soul from the spirit, that if you construct your thoughts around the word, that is powerful. It is a sword. It's a two-edged sword. It cuts off the head of the enemy, and it does divine surgery. So we're going to be focusing on the fact that your mind may need that healing, your imaginations, because the Bible talks about vain imaginations, coming up with things that aren't true. The enemy does speak to you. You have three people speaking to you all the time, the Godhead, 
the enemy and yourself. You got to agree with the Godhead, right? Right. And we can also not just think and imagine, but we can remember, as I just said. So that's your mind. Your mind in your soul can be so set against the spirit that you're setting your will to think all the wrong things because you don't know the word or you're not healed. Um, And therefore, your emotions, when I started this podcast, I said, this is the promise of your Christian, righteousness, peace, joy of the Holy Spirit. Right. So if you don't believe that you're righteous because of what Jesus did for you, you need to get in the word because he paid a debt he didn't know because you had a debt you couldn't pay. And you have to believe that your conscience is sprinkled clean with the blood of Jesus. It can't be commensurate with the last sin you committed unless you haven't repented. But trust me, shame and guilt, condemnation, the past, oh my gosh, people come in all the time. And they regret and they're remorseful. They can't get over. They don't know that elementary principle that if you got saved, he washed you clean. And then if you have a trauma or a wound, you might need to go through that again and make sure your reactions are purged just as a completion. And if you do that, then what's going to happen is you're going to have a uh, spiritual um, attack over your mind that was affected by that. Hmm. So the second delivered to be healed to be delivered, the second part is you need might need healing because of circumstances, events, or people that have happened to you, okay? Mm, Right. And then last but not least, we're going to be teaching that sometimes, as I've already said, I think if you think something long enough, if you fear something long enough, if you um, act in certain ways long enough, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 says that we can form a stronghold. What is a stronghold? Something that has a stronghold on you. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So in other words, something that you can't get free from, yeah. that you've tried to overcome over and over, but you keep going back to it. You've done it a million times. You know it's not good. You know it's wrong. You want to be free from it, but you just can't seem to get free. Right. That, that's probably a stronghold, right? Yeah, and what I want to say about the seminar, I want to say two things about the seminar. We're not talking about addiction to chemical um, or cocaine, which is a chemical, I mean, alcoholism, because if you're really addicted like an alcoholic or a drug addict, you're going to need something that we don't provide at this seminar, okay? We can pray for you, but you're going to need another in-person treatment plan where a doctor can treat you and help you when you come down from that with those symptoms of tremors and all that. And so, um, but we, what I want to also say at a seminar um, corporate worship, corporate unity, corporate prayer, corporate agreement. I feel like this is an opportunity uh, for people to have a concentration of the anointing of the Lord through the different leaders and people that are there, through the prayer, right? through the worship. He inhabits the praises of his people. So I really never tried to dictate what might happen in a group seminar. I just believe that great things have happened to me when I've been ministered to as a group that set me free. And I believe because that's why we do these things, uh, that that's what will happen to other people. Amen. I believe it too. Yeah. I believe it too. So our heart's desire is that people would connect with God and be healed and set free. Correct. And uh, right before I pray, I just want to say one other thing, that sometimes you get some teaching on deliverance. Sometimes you get some teaching on healing. Sometimes you get some teaching on the word. You're going to get teaching on all that. 
you know, and not that you don't need to develop it more, but I think that most people tell me that it is a overview of most of the strategies or maybe all of them that the enemy works through in one of these ways. Comprehensive. Comprehensive. All right. So Lord Jesus, I just thank you again for our listeners. I call forth people from the north, south, east, and west to this seminar on August 24th. Those that you have been seeking and that you have pricked their hearts and they feel, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Nobody seems to have what I need. And if that's one of your people, I pray that you would make a way on August 24th, 2018, uh, you'd provide the $75 if that's necessary, that you would provide transportation, that you would provide the time off work, that you would bind the enemy in Jesus' name, because I know he is going to try to come against any attendees. He does not want people there. There's no doubt in my mind. I experience this all the time when people come in for ministry to my practice. And so we take authority as the ones that are promoting and leading this uh, ministry. We take authority over any demonic spirit, over Satan, because James 1 says, submit yourself to the Lord, resist the devil, and he will flee. So I pray that if that's what people are feeling, they will take that word. We take it on their behalf. And we pray, Lord God, in advance, this is only June, but we will be praying in advance that you're, we, we welcome you, Holy Spirit, there. We welcome you to prepare us. We call forth the anointing that's on us. We stir up all the gifts that's within us for anybody that's there and ministering. And we pray, Lord God, that you will do, as your word says, super abundantly above what we could ever ask or think. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Again, it's August 24th. You can go to totallytransformed.org. And you'll find it there on our homepage where you can find more information about it and click on a registration link. You can also go to totallytransformed.eventbrite.com and register there. Because that takes you directly to it, right? right? A registration. The first one will give you information about the March 9th seminar and about the whole ministry, really, right? And it'll give you a link to the new seminar. Right. So check it out there. If you have any questions, email us at info at totallytransformed.org. Join us next time for the next episode of the Totally Transformed Podcast.